Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Bill Barnwell, who does really good work for ESPN, wrote a piece which he writes every year about the five teams primed for a step forward in the NFL and five teams that are primed for a step backward. And looking at his rationale, he writes, since the league went to its current standings and schedule format back in 2 an average of six teams have made repeat trips to the playoffs each year, meaning half of the playoffs turn over from season to season. Just five of the 12 teams have made it to the playoffs in 17, made it back to the postseason in 18, and even that was up from four the previous season. So you start to think about that. You feel like, oh, it's the same teams every year, but you're wrong about that. There are a couple at the top that do tend to stay there, but Steelers, Vikings, Panthers, none of those teams made the postseason last year. Bears and Colts both did make the playoffs. There's always teams that surprise you and teams that sort of regress back to the mean. And so looking at his five teams, Jeff, 49ers were 4-12 and a season ago. That seems like a pretty safe bet, considering they're getting their quarterback back, yeah. and they've made some nice moves in the offseason. You would think, if he can stay healthy, that is definitely a team that's primed for a step forward. 
Oh, for sure. And and you know, Bill even wrote that they fly on the radar. I don't think so. A lot of people are predicting that the Niners are going to be one of the teams that takes a big jump just just from virtue of the quarterback being healthy. You could not even add in the the Bosa draft pick or the D Ford trade, uh, but just getting your starting quarterback back, who when when healthy has been a good player for you. Uh, you look at the offense last year with Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, right, backup quarterbacks, and they were it was functional, which is yes. hard to do for even some starting offenses, um, uh, starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So this one, to me, is, is a pretty easy pick to put in here. Um, the rest of them, though, I thought, you know, took took a little bit more chance. I mean, look, he's going by the numbers a lot of these, but, um, yeah, the Niners, I mean, the Niners could easily – jump by four to five wins. I mean, you can easily see them, right? Nine and seven to end, end next season. Um, uh, ten and six, maybe. I think that's more likely than, than going six and ten. Yeah, I agree with you. How much of the credit for Mullins and Beathard being at least passable? I mean, at times they looked they looked pretty good. For backup quarterbacks, I think both of them performed pretty admirably, and they do have some talent in this league. But how much credit do you give Kyle Shanahan for putting them in positions to succeed with the way he runs his offense. His offense can can get kind of complicated, and they weren't good in the red zone. They were 30th in the league yeah. in the red area last year, just averaging 4.2 points per trip. Uh, the Falcons were worse. But Shanahan has to get some level of credit for it not falling completely off the tracks. I mean, when you're expecting to have a Jimmy G and you're expecting him to give you a lot of what you saw at the tail end of that year when he first got there, and then it's not there. I mean, that was just a lost season. In a moment where you thought that a window was potentially open for them, it closed shut. But it feels like right now, another year, making a couple of good moves in free agency, getting the quarterback back, and Shanahan even more familiar with what it is that he wants to do and more familiar with the personnel he has around him to try and accomplish what it is that he wants to do that I still feel like Shanahan did a pretty good job last year. Well, he did a great job last year. And the red zone stuff is because he had inexperienced quarterbacks, right? He's getting to the red zone. And then the red zone takes a little bit more expertise, right? So everything shorns in the red zone. So the red zone is considered the 20-yard line to the goal line. Um, interesting. I was in New York. Uh, Tom Coughlin called it the green zone. Uh, just always, it's a money zone, right? Always kind of confused me. But nonetheless, the red zone, the 20 to the, to the, to the goal line. Um, and so you really only have, at the most, you have 30 yards to work with, right? With a 10 yard end zone. And so that means everything's condensed, right? Everything is, has to happen quickly. Everything has to happen, um, now. The defenses, there's really only three defenses played inside, uh, the 20 yard line. Um, there's typically quarters. Uh, which is uh, basically a blanket defense for mm-hmm. across in the back end. Uh, everyone's all the safety is about ten yards, and there's man coverage, um, two man sometimes. Um, you know, very little bit of very little bit of cover one, you know, one safety. I mean, cover three, right? There's just not. There's no reason to run cover three. Um, and then there's a lot of zero pressure. So zero pressure means that you blitz everyone. But everyone guarding someone. There's no there's no safety in the middle of the field, um, and you do zero pressure to push teams backwards. So if a team is like at the twenty yard line, let's say um, it's third down, third and ten, and you go zero pressure and you sack them, you get them at the twenty eight. Well, the field goal is a little longer now, right? Or even at the thirty yard line, you pressure them, whatever. So there's there's only three defenses. So the defense. So you know what you're doing on offense. The defense knows 
what they're doing. They're kind of simple. They know there's only a couple routes and things you can do in the red zone. So things get more precise. They get more um, complicated um, at times, too, because everyone knows what you're doing, right? So you have to have a little bit of special at quarterback. And they didn't have that last year. So no, no, no surprise that... Um, didn't do well in the red zone. But again, going from the 20 to the 20 in the open field, it's impressive, man. They got C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins to do something. Uh, Kyle deserves a credit for that. This, this from Barmo's article, Mullins' numbers basically identical to Garoppolo. Um, obviously, Pat's... I mean, Garoppolo's got more upside, that, and that's what Barnwell writes here. But again, credit to Shanahan there. <clears throat> and maybe just that Nick Mullins is not too bad as a football player Garoppolo has yet to play more than five games without getting banged up so we'll see whether or not he's able to stay out yeah that is a huge problem he's going to need to stay out there and even before he got hurt it was week three where he where his season ended last year Jeff I wasn't just blown away with what I was seeing from him in the first in the first part of that season I don't know if it was just him trying to get acclimated to the system and whatever it was, but it didn't feel like the 49ers were particularly firing on all cylinders with him. I think there are a lot of question marks that need to be answered about Jimmy Garoppolo this year, and certainly that's going to determine where San Francisco falls or whether Barnwell's right to put them in this list. I think this is an easy one. I would have put them in this list as well. But Garoppolo's definitely kind of in a prove-it situation because he got really solid money, was the bell of the ball, and now he's coming back from yet another injury, and he probably needs to show something this year. Well, it does have to show something. I think Kyle Shanahan is, is weirdly on – I don't think he's on a hot seat, but I weirdly think that he is uh, someone who needs to kind of show it because this is year three now of this. And, and, of course, with Jimmy G healthy and with the roster filling up, that they, they got to show some wins. Um, you know, John Lynch, I don't think, is on the hot seat because he, he brought the talent in. It's a matter of Kyle Shanahan making sure that, that this talent can continue to win. And like I said, with, with Jimmy Garoppolo, you have to think that – um, that there is a, you know, a good chance they're going to win. But remember, Jason, I, I mentioned this. I think it's important to, to note here. I know they played together a couple of years ago, and they won, what, five games in the year, I think it was, six games mm-hmm. in the end of the year mm-hmm. when Jimmy G actually played. You know, but you kind of catch teams by surprise there. You know, mm-hmm. Last year, teams were able to scout Kyle Shanahan and able to scout the offense and understand kind of better what – the Niners were going to do. And Kyle never really had a chance to adjust off that because they only played a couple games. And things in the NFL move in about four-week increments. So the first four weeks, something happens, and then you adjust the next four weeks. You kind of go in four-week increments, and he never got that opportunity to actually make any of those adjustments. So I think it's not fair to judge Shanahan quite yet, but I do think that he is 100% on – not hot seat's the wrong word – but if they kind of come out flat this year, there's going to be some rumblings, man. I mean, and I think Kyle's a really good coach on offense. But again, he's the head coach now, not the offense coordinator. So the defense has got to play better. You got to you rush the passer, which I know they've, they've added to that to that uh, recently. And so we got to see a little bit of um, a little bit of improvement there. And the one revelation last year was Kittle. George oh, yeah. Kittle he's, was. He's, I mean, yeah. I, I, yes. I have no idea what he's going to do this year. I, I, you know, I don't know if he's going to take a mild step back or not. But Kittle was just. I mean, that came out of absolutely nowhere. I think people probably won fantasy Super Bowls 
that had George Kittle based on the way he played late in yeah. the season. I, I really would like to see what he gets to do in a full season. And again, like you talked about, it looked pretty good at the end of that first year for Garoppolo when he stepped in and they finally let him play. But, I mean, people have now watched Kittle for a year. But that was just kind of... You want to, that might have been the most surprising thing that I saw in the NFL last year was George Kittle because I'd never even heard his name before. And he became not just a household name, but one yeah. of probably the three to five best tight ends in the league last year. Well, for me, I love Kittle because of his blocking. Dude's a monster blocking. And, and now we're looking at Iowa where he went. We saw that TJ Fant and Hawkenstein yeah. were drafted this year in the first round, two tight ends in the first round. Noah Fant um, and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, yeah, oh, that, that, what did I say, TJ? What did I you say? said you said TJ Fan and oh. then Hawkenstein. Oh, so I felt like I needed to correct yeah, both of them. Thank those. you. Okay, yeah, that's uh, inaccurate. Um, so those two are, are fabulous, and we saw Fant a little bit on your Broncos uh, there on Thursday night. Yes, I'm just, dude. I'm so much. I'm so itching for preseason football. I know it's not until Thursday, but I'm so. I'm like, oh, I want. I want to watch football again, man. It's not going to be here till Thursday. Yeah, well, we'll be talking about that on Friday. We'll be talking about a lot of fake football on I Friday. I don't like so we're going to get there. It's, it's, we got hard football. knocks tonight. You got hard knocks we tonight. We do have hard knocks tonight. Um, it is it is real football, Jason. I was I went back, so I go back every year about this time of year, just watch some hard knocks episodes from different seasons. And, dude, the stuff like pre-2013, 14, the stuff that was said, oh my, it was said now on these shows. mm the show with like 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 Rex Ryan. Rex that's Ryan. That's the best one. That's the best well, hard knocks. I, well, I think the best season. I watched that thing well, more than one time. The best season is the the Ravens, the first one, in my opinion. Well, I mean, you're going I mean, way back on that. I mean, but that's, yeah. I mean, like that is is the stuff that was said. That one, you know. But Rex, like, they brought in a magician, and he made a comment. That he's like, the only reason he's here is because his fiance is hot. And she's like standing in the room, like, yeah. <laughs> like if you said that now on television, HR violation. It would be like it'd be. Well, I mean, probably was then, but like, can you imagine the outrage on Twitter if that was said now and that was put on TV. Um, it would be just the, the stuff that, that, that they put. Like, I don't know if you watched the All or Nothing for the Panthers this year. Uh, I have it not. Was, it was it was really good. I thought. Um, you know they they made sure that the Panthers they only they only mic'd up like three rooms in the facility. Like I know for a fact, one of the offensive linemen told them that if you had put a camera in their room, that he'd retire. Like I mean, it, it, like so there was a camera in a, really one room where they where the players spent a little bit of time in. And it was just like Cam. And Greg Olson, Luke Keekley in this room, they had all the food in, uh, like the court. Might have even been the quarterback meeting room. Otherwise, there was nothing else mic'd up. Like they didn't. So it's interesting how they just avoided any of those situations because um, just didn't just didn't put cameras and mics in there. So uh, that was smart of the Panthers. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome in our good friend John Morosi. He's at John Morosi on Twitter. John, how are you today? Jason, Jeff, good morning. Uh, happy post trade deadline and uh, almost football season two. 
All right, so I'm looking at the NL East, John, and I'm an Atlanta Braves fan, and I, I, I have nothing to be upset about right now with the way that that team has played so far this year. But I'm looking at a division where four of the five teams are now over 500, And the fourth team on that list, which is now just a couple of games out of the wild card, wasn't just bad. They were dead. Their manager was in the headlines for all the wrong reasons back in May. The Mets are 57 and 56. Please explain to me what has happened with the Mets and how good this division appears to be right now. They're the only division in baseball with four teams over 500. Jason, it really is something. And what's happened with the Mets, uh, first and foremost, they do have one of the best rotations in baseball. And we saw it again yesterday, Jacob deGrom, remains a Cy Young candidate. He has been dominant. And to that group, they've added, of course, Marcus Stroman at the trade deadline. And they did not move Noah Syndergaard, and they did not move Zach Wheeler. So they decided to try to make another run at this thing against considerable odds. And the offense has always been pretty good. Jeff McNeil, Pete Alonzo are both among the best young hitters in the game right now. So I think they've just gotten healthier. I think on the mound, they've improved themselves, of course, in that regard, with uh, with Stroman coming in, and, and Conforto's had a really good bounce back year. And I, I think it's just a case of a team getting hot very unexpectedly at the right time of year. Now, now the question, of course, comes, do they have enough time to, to, to get into a, a wild-card spot? They've got a couple teams ahead of them that are playing, uh, I think especially the Nationals, really, really good baseball. I, the, the Nats, I believe... At this point in time, of course, uh, they're, they're still a, a couple games clear, at least, of the, of the Mets. With the Nationals, they're still, I guess, what, two and a half, two and a half games up, and, and, uh, and the Phillies are, too. So it's, it's a bit of a crowded division, in both, uh, with, which, of course, pertains to both the wild card and the division race. But in general, they've just played better, and the, the pitching has really come along, and, and they decided to hold at the deadline. It was, it was fascinating. I, I was actually talking to the Mets official guys last week about their decisions, and, and I, my focus was totally on, Long term, and, and how they were going to do, and, and why they kept Wheeler instead of trading him, and if they're going to give him the qualifying offer. And I, I got a text back from this official that said, "Hey, stop asking me about the off season. Like we got a chance to win the, we got a chance to make the playoffs here." And I was like, Wait, "Like, do they really have a chance?" Well, basically, they haven't lost since then. So it, it's amazing to see what's happened in a very short amount of time. Astros go get Grinky. They've got Sanchez as well. Are they the best team in the league right now? Or I know you can make that argument at least. I mean, the Dodgers didn't end up doing the big move that maybe some expected or wanted them to do on the West Coast. Houston was already really good. Now they seem to be even better. What does Grinky do? What does Sanchez do for them? It's incredible. And of course, Sanchez, uh, part of a combined no hitter in his very first start as a member of the Astros, which I can tell you has, has caused a lot of, uh, concern and consternation in Toronto about, wait, why did we give this guy up, uh, for a platoon outfielder when his, uh, when in his very first start back, he's able to, to throw six no hit innings and, and, and look dominant, uh, with a different repertoire and, and, and throwing the four seamer more than the sinker. So, uh, but, but I, th- I think in general, they are the best team. They've got, uh, I think, a little bit more, I would say, in the bullpen right now than the Dodgers do. I still worry about where the Dodgers are at this moment in, in, in their, their bullpen and how Kelly Jansen will be able to withstand the workload of 
of October when he gets there, as, as we've seen from him in recent years. And, of course, the Yankees, even more injuries this week, Jason and Jeff, and they still find ways to, to win ball games. They've been incredible with their resiliency all, all season long. So I think it's one of those three teams that I believe will be the World Series champion. But of that group, I give the edge to Houston. And especially, too, you know, I, I think health is a big factor for them. Getting Carlos Correa back in the last couple of weeks and, and, and just how good their lineup is right now. They don't really have a weakness, in my opinion. And I think we're going to see a, a, an American League champion coming from Houston here this, this season once again. The Giants, Mets, and Bumgarner. Since then, by the way, the Giants have just fallen out of playoff contention, which is no surprise whatsoever. Um, why did he not get moved? Was there not a good enough offer? Are the Giants going to re-sign him? Because I think most people thought, at least a month ago, before the Giants got hot, that he was for sure on the move from uh, from San Francisco. Well, that's a good point, Jeff. And, and, and you're absolutely right about how the Giants have played since uh, the trade deadline. Really uh, a pretty rapid fall it's not entirely out of the question that they get back into it but it's it's now difficult and of course the you look at the Mets the, the Mets are now ahead of them and, yeah. and the Mets have all the momentum uh, and the Giants uh, I, I think they've they've been a pretty average team at best all season That's long nice. at the Giants um, actually a negative run differential which can often tell you about how a team is really playing in, in terms of uh, beyond the wins and losses. They believe that, especially in Bruce Bochy's last year, of course, Boch is a future Hall of Fame manager. He's going to re- retire at the end of the year. They wanted to give it one last go-around and, and try to compete and try, try to make it into the wild-card race at the very least. But clearly it hasn't worked out the last week or so. And I think that the, the Giants put a very high price tag on, on Bumgarner. They were still talking with teams about him, so make, make no mistake. He was still available. There was still a lot of talk about him in the final days before the deadline. But what, they did, what the Giants did was that they put a very high price tag on him and effectively said, all right, everybody, uh, if, if you want to buy us out of our recent uh, chance to contend based on the, their historically great July, then you better meet this high price tag. Otherwise, we're going to keep him and, and maybe try to extend him in the wintertime or, or, or give the qualifying offer. I think personally that if there was really a chance – for those two teams, for for the, those two parties, the Giants and Bumgarner to come together on a, on an agreement, it would have happened by now. I, I'd be stunned if there was a long term deal, and so I think that the Giants, unfortunately for them, that their last option is going to be just giving him the qualifying offer and and accepting the draft pick when he signs somewhere else, and and realizing that they probably missed a pretty good chance to move him here at the deadline. Um, even though I, I fully understand the reasons why they did not make that trade. We've seen a historic year for home runs, right? We've seen there's records breaking all the time. The Twins might hit the most home runs ever, which would break the Yankees record. I mean, there's, a, there's an article I just read of the, like 20 records that, 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 that could fall this year. So we basically have the steroid era without the steroids in the, the players, with the steroids in the baseball. It feels like the outrage, there's just no outrage about this. Is it, is it surprising to you to see the people, the fans of baseball just not really care much about the balls being juiced well jeff it's it's a really it's an interesting topic and i think we've certainly seen some outrage from the players uh, yeah. most specifically justin verlander at the, yes. the all-star game <laughs> it's a pretty com- pretty pointed comments about it but here's what i would say i I've, I've made this statement before and i think it's i think it's apt and i think we should all reflect on it maybe a, a bit that 
when a family is going to go to the ball game and it's a Sunday afternoon, I, I've never really heard a, a parent say to a kid or, or, or a husband say to a wife or vice versa that, hey, uh, I, I, we're going to go to the ball game today, nice, nice family weekend, but I really hope nobody hits a home run. <laughs> it's not a, it's not something that's ever really said. Like, I really hope we see no home runs. I want to see, uh, I want to see just all great pitching and, and no excitement on, on, in terms of offense. You don't hear that ever, and I and I think that that's. I'm not going to say that 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 MLB is giving the fans what they're demanding because I really think that on some level we've seen this this evolve over over time where where it's not strictly. I I really don't think it's anything that's been done by design. I really don't. But I also think that MLB has looked at it and said, well, if if the manufacturing process has changed and there's less drag on the baseball now and we got more home runs, I'm not exactly going to rush in and and stop the presses on the ball and and and, and rework the recipe. Uh, we, we've got to just uh, I think for the MLB probably accept on some level that there's going to be more offense for the, for the foreseeable future. They could potentially unengineer whatever whatever change has happened here rather organically and, and, and fix it for 2020, I suppose. But again, I would say it's not going to necessarily be something that the fans have been clamoring for. The fans seem to be okay with, with this level of offense, even though certainly attendance is down in, in some cities. But that, I believe, has much more to do with the, the overall competitiveness of those teams as opposed to the fact the ball's flying out of the ballpark this year. John, when you, John Morosi, our guest, by the way, here on Fox Sports Radio, he's on Twitter at John Morosi. When you look at, look, there's the obvious teams that everybody knows about. There's the Yankees, there's the Astros, there's the Dodgers. These teams all have high ratings. What is the best team out there right now, or maybe a couple of them, that the lay fan is not paying attention to that they need to? I look at a couple. I mean, the Twins have 70 wins, but a lot of people don't talk about the Twins. And they're a very, very good baseball team. Also, quietly, Tampa Bay's got 65 wins. Or is it those teams? Who is it that people are not paying attention to that could make some noise and have had impressive years so far? Yeah, Jason, it's a great question because I think that there's that there are more competitive teams in the game than a lot of fans realize, and, and more teams that probably have a chance to do some damage in the playoffs. And, and yes, the Twins, a fascinating team. Uh, they, they've got a, a lot of really in, intriguing young talent. Uh, Max Kepler, I, I always love his story. Max Kepler was, was born in Berlin. His parents were both ballet dancers at the time, so his dad, uh, his dad is from Poland, who actually defected while the, the 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 ballet company was on a trip to Italy. And then his mom is from Texas, and so you, he's got a Polish dad and a Texan mother, and he was born in Berlin. And right now he's got more than thirty home runs. He grew up in Berlin. I mean, his, his whole development was there, um, and he's got more than thirty homers. He's got a chance. He's actually on pace to be the Twins' first. 40 homer hitter at the age of 26 or younger since the great Hall of Famer Harmon Killebrew. So I, I just I love mm. Max Kepler's story, and I think he needs to be celebrated more as a uh, as a product of European baseball. And and uh, what he's doing right now is really remarkable. So uh, the, the Twins, I, I think they, they added a little bit of bullpen help at the deadline, but in general, it's their young homegrown core, including Kepler, that's really I think putting them in a, in a great playoff spot. But the team too. 
that has a really good chance to make the playoffs as well is right behind them in the Central and, and, and certainly is in a very strong spot in the wild card standings, which is Cleveland. Cleveland was forgotten about for a long period of time, uh, but they've actually got the best record in baseball since the start of June. Their pitching has been really good. That's how they were able to trade Trevor Bauer. And of course, um, emotionally, uh, Carlos Carrasco, as we saw at the All-Star game, uh, battling leukemia, uh, and yet he's been throwing bullpen sessions this week, and he may even come back uh, by the end of the season. So just some incredible stories in that American League Central with both the Twins and the Indians for, for different reasons. The Rays, I agree. I mean, they're, they are, I think, one of the more competitive and exciting teams in the game. Really unique, dynamic offense. Uh, we know all about their pitching and using the opener, being very creative. And I would add Oakland to that conversation, too. The A's, uh, I believe, 28-13 and 13 in the last 41 games. Really incredible team that they keep adding, that they've added Homer Bailey and they've added Tanner Roark and, and Billy Bean and David Forrest never stop trying to make that team better. Matt Chapman, one of the great young stars in the game, playing third base there from uh, the, from the same high school, by the way, as Nolan Arenado, El Toro mm-hmm. High School there in Southern California. John, you're the best, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. My pleasure, guys. I, I'm sensing a lot of optimism here in Ann Arbor. I, I, I do believe Michigan wins the Big Ten. And, there you uh, go. I was going to ask you that, and I did. the rest of camp, but I'm, I'm uh, feeling pretty optimistic about Michigan. That's you know I was going to ask you that on the way out the door. I was going to say, how optimistic were you? Wow, you're picking them to win the Big Ten. Is that because Urban's gone? You think it's going to take some time for Ryan Day, or do you just like the makeup of that squad? Yeah, I, I like the makeup of Michigan's team. I, I think that having Patterson for a second year under Josh Gaddis and, and the new offense that uh, that Josh has brought to Ann Arbor, I, I, and I really believe from what I've uh, been told, uh, I'm confident in the info. When Coach, Coach Harbaugh is going to really let him run the offense and have uh, kind of give him give him the auto- the autonomy. That there on, on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, I, I think uh, Don Brown's defense should still be good, even though some personnel's changed there. But it's the number of returning starters on the offensive side of the ball. And, and I think uh, by the end of the season, you're going to be seeing Donovan Peoples-Jones as one of the very best receivers in the whole country. Also, did you see the Michigan State uniform reveal yesterday? Ugh. You're one of the kindest people in sports. So did you see this or did you not see well, this? Do you see them? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Jason and Jeff, there's always uh, you know, Michigan State has done some, some pretty bold things w- w- with their uniform designs in the past. Uh, y- you've got to be on brand. So when it's bold, if it's if it's part of your your overall uh, DNA, I, I I respect that. But I, I would say uh, Michigan has the edge on MSU in the uniform <laughs> department. All right. Yep. That's the kind answer. That's what we expect. <laughs> Follow him at John Morosi. Take care, my friend. My pleasure, guys. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Those uniforms are the worst. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. One of the things this brand has become known for from very early on in this radio show is talking about the never-ending battle between humans and animals. It's time for Animal Thunderdome. and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I had a bullet from stricter stuck to my face. And you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. Alright, DG, what you got? The headline is Crocodile Swims Through Streets of Flooded City Sparking Panic. Mm. A river filled with 260 crocodiles overflowed in India. 
Yeah, that wouldn't be scary at all. No. 260 crocodiles? Well, that's how many are known to be in that river. The video is specifically focused on one crocodile that these locals were trying to get out of this overflow. So this um, croc was spotted uh, last Thursday in the flood-hit city of Vadodara. Water filled their streets after the heavy rainfall. They got two feet in a 12-hour period. So it obviously breached the river. Videos of this crocodile show it swimming near homes in the city. And in one of the clips, the croc can be seen hidden underwater approaching a dog. It bites the back of the dog's leg trying to pull it into the water. But it it wasn't successful. Instead, these locals uh, were standing there clutching poles and attempting to capture this crocodile. One guy eventually succeeded and dragged it out of the river. So don't you just stay in your house at this point? Like at that point, you can't even walk outside if there's crocodile. If there's 260 plus crocodiles on the street, which I don't know how you would figure that out. Maybe there's only like 50 of them, and you keep seeing them, and you think that's a different one. But that's well, the, like staying house. Well, the streets and the homes were flooded as well. So how would you feel if you were a delivery driver? Like in India at that point in time, and you would have to be kayaking through the streets, also navigating crocodiles to get food to the residents that are afraid to leave their own domiciles. Here's a five-foot one they caught on video, I see. Yeah. Oh, man. Amazing. 200, uh, it, that's it, a lot of crocs. It's like that, you know that picture every time there's a hurricane that someone tweets out with a, with a shark swimming through the... <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so fake, but everyone buys it. It's really, it's really funny. Here's a 10, oh my God, 10-foot crocodile rescued. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of them, man. There's a lot there's a lot of videos of crocodiles being rescued on the streets of India. Yeah, not a good scene there. All right, let's go to Canada for this ne- next story here. Mountain biker Colin Dowler was riding in a remote part of BC near Mount Doogie. He was all by himself riding his bike. He wasn't alone for long though, because Dowler found himself face to face with a grizzly. After spotting this grizzly bear, he tried to scare it away with loud noises. It didn't work. The bear only got closer to him. When it was too close for comfort, Dowler tried pushing the bear away with a ski pole, which only ticked it off. The bear lunged at him, sending him to the ground. The two tussled in a ditch. Dowler had to fight for his life. He tried gouging this grizzly in the eyes, pried its jaws open, and he was able to push the animal off of him. When none of that worked, things started to look really bad. The grizzly was grinding its teeth against the bones in his leg. He was running out of time, but finally he remembered he had a pocket knife. He pulled it out, stabbed the bear in the neck. Oh, Deep wound, but not enough to kill the grizzly, but it was enough for Dowler to break free. Using a piece of his sleeve, he, he used that as a makeshift tourniquet for his thigh. He got back on his mountain bike and rode for four miles to a nearby loggers encampment. He collapsed when he arrived there, and they uh, took him immediately to a hospital. He did live. By the way, rangers were closely tracking this grizzly's movement, trying to find this, uh, this grizz. Well, they, they check this out. The animal's odor was coming from behind them when they were searching for it. Turns out the grizzly was stalking the rangers. Yes. For better Flanking or worse, them. the rangers were able to put this grizzly down before it could attack them. And Dowler's expected to make a full recovery. That's yep. straight up revenant stuff right there. Like, that's, that's animal thunderdome. That is man versus animal in every way. That's an incredible story. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. (laughs) 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we have been discussing the AFC North, and we want to do the NFC North as well. AFC North, we're talking about teams that are talking. And really, it's the Browns that are talking. Everybody else is just quietly getting ready for the season, and we think that could be a sign of bad things potentially for Cleveland once the season starts, although you don't know. One team that's awfully quiet is Cincinnati, Jeff. <laughs> 
Cincinnati yeah. is probably not going to be very good. <laughs> um. So, I, I, I they're the, they're the one team to, to your point. I, I don't know what to make of them. Um, you know, they have a, a coach that I couldn't pick out from a lineup. Zach Taylor, who was a Sean McVay clone. Um, the goes to Cincinnati that's kind of largely forgotten in that division, especially with the Steelers, Browns, and, and we know the Ravens uh, with Lamar Jackson, what, what they're trying to do. Um, then, of course, you know, getting, you know, A.J. Green getting hurt again is really worrisome for them, yes. obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, um, I have no idea what to make of them. I, I couldn't give you an idea of how I think they're going to go. I think they can easily be 4-12 and 12 and then be in the quarterback market next year. I think they could surprise people maybe go 8-8 eight eight. I, I don't I don't know I, I don't know I, I I don't know what to make of Cincinnati if Jeff Fisher were a quarterback he might be Andy Dalton just I mean that guy's relentlessly average like he's not terrible but he's never going to be great he makes it hard to replace him I'm surprised he's still there it seems like they should have been in the quarterback market a couple of years ago but you look at him you're just like I mean he's not terrible but he's never going to take you to the promised land. And then you look at the other quarterback. The biggest question mark, maybe still in the whole division, is what Lamar Jackson is and what Lamar Jackson isn't. Because we know what he can do from an athlete perspective, but that's not something that generally works in the NFL. Because you take too many hits and you just can't hold up against that. Harbaugh has been interesting with what he's saying in terms of how they're going to change the offense and do things that's never before been seen they're going to take advantage of Lamar Jackson's unique skill set what we did see anytime he threw a pass that was successful like that one he threw against the Chargers last year is the one I think most people look at the one in the regular season against the Chargers late in that game people are like see he can throw I mean, he didn't throw very often. And I think I remember us being on here last year, Jeff, after that game, and you kind of parsing that throw and parsing that performance and just saying, yeah, slow down just a little bit. It wasn't that impressive when you actually go back and watch it. The 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 game the, the playoff game right against the Chargers or we're talking yeah. about the first the I think first we're talking about the, the first one we're talking about the first well, one where they won well the first game against the Chargers they scored it was seven seventeen sixteen I think and yeah. one of those scores was on defense if I yes. recall in that game so they scored ten whole points congratulations to Baltimore ten whole points in that game um, no oh no the game was twenty two ended up twenty two to ten I remember they scored the Ravens scored late at the end of that game uh, to to steal that because yeah because the Chargers fumbled that's what it was. Um, and and I just yeah I I look if you look at their numbers last year, um you know at uh, I'm trying to look at the way they scored yeah they scored on a fumble it was sixteen ten and they scored on a fumble Antonio Gates fumble uh, to make it twenty two to ten if I recall okay so you you look at the the Ravens last year right here's the Ravens last year they scored it, it, with Lamar Jackson at the end of the year they basically scored twenty four points and scored thirty four points against the the Fal- uh, the Raiders then twenty six against. The, the Falcons, 24 against the Chiefs, 20 against the Bucks, 22 against the Chargers, 26 against the Browns. Not not a high-profile offense right there. Also, they played the five worst run defenses in a row in Bengals, Raiders, Falcons, Chiefs, Bucks. Uh, and they, yes, of course, they, they had a lot of yards. But again, their total offense, their yard numbers were not very high. They were not very good in the red zone last season, which does not help, obviously, scoring because they're very limited at passer. So this year... They're revamping the offense, right? They're making it more Lamar Jackson friendly. Yes. And look, the reports out of Baltimore, of course, are that he's, he's good, great. 
he's going to get hurt if he runs the ball this many times. I mean, he's on. He had a hundred. He had the most co- co- rushing attempts for a quarterback in a season last year, and only started what seven games for them. Like it, 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 he's going to get hurt if you run him this much. There has been proof over and over and over again that if you run a quarterback this much, he is going to get hurt. He had 147 rushes last year and seven games started. He is going to hurt himself. Wow. It's going to happen. And he was not an accurate passer in college. He wasn't terribly accurate last year. And I understand that he was accurate on like play action passes at times last year. Yeah, because you ran the ball like 17 times in a row and threw a play action. Of course it's going to work. They didn't ask him to do a lot on offense last year. And when they did, I know people say, well, the end of the Chargers game, they really, yeah, well, they were down 17 points and they were running a two. It's not a, it, that offense is not sustainable to um, four basically an entire season. He was 14 to 29 in that game against the Chargers for 194 yards. People point to that game and say, look, the second half of that game, Lamar was good. What about the first half of that game? Yeah. Jason, he only had one game this year where he attempted 25 attempts. Yeah, this it, offense right, is not right, this right. offense is not sustainable the way the way that you're running it. We I mean, who was the MVP of the the MVP of the Ravens last year was Martindale. It was a Which is funny because Ravens fans the way that like, they played. Ravens fans like think he sucks because they got rid of him. Um, and I'm just not. I'm not buying it. I, again, I, I go back to this. maybe Jason. I am the old curmudgeon who doesn't want to change in life and doesn't want to adapt to the future. But I'll tell you what, man. Can 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 you look back and find me a Super Bowl champion who wasn't a pocket passer? No, the answer is no. You can't, or at least maybe. I mean, I don't even know when the last time you could, right? Like, like, like. Could you maybe look at Russell. Kaepernick when they lost? But Kaepernick but they didn't was I mean, running Cam the ball. Too, yeah, but, but Cam Newton that year was True, great for the yeah. pocket, though, right? He was great for the pocket. Right. Okay. So you know, people always say you know that the answer is Russell Wilson. Come on, guys. He, he's he's excellent in the pocket, and he right. throws in the pocket all the time. He actually runs less and less every year because he knows it's not good for his health, and he's a pocket passer. Like, yeah, he's mobile. The difference between being mobile. And be kind of a quote unquote running quarterback. Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback. He ran the ball 147 times last year. You cannot debate that. Now, whether can he throw from the pocket? Sure. I, there's no. I, I'm not debating that either. But his off his offense is generated from his legs first and his arms second in a league that continues to show you that generating offense from your arm is most important. I feel the same way about Josh Allen as well in Buffalo, who didn't run the ball as much. At least designed didn't run the ball as much. Or people point to. His athleticism is the reason why he's good. he's going to be good. No, no, no. I, I want to point to his pocket passing is the reason why the quarterback's going to be good. Because again, over and over and over again, we see that completing balls from the pocket wins you games. And you can love, uh, you can you can hope that Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are going to be trend changers, and they're going to do. But I'm I'm I Jason. I'm going to just look at what's been working forever. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And I'm going to go with the teams that are running traditional offenses with some wrinkles, of course. Yeah, you know, they, 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 you know the Chiefs adapt, the Saints adapt. The, but if you look at the, off, the the best offenses last year, offensive efficiency last year, Chiefs, Raiders. Excuse me, Raiders. Oh, whoops, Chiefs, Rams, Chargers, <laughs> Saints, New England five, Pittsburgh six. Do you know what type of offenses that they run, Jason? Traditional offenses, like right. like like what we always see. So. Um, it's just it. I, I don't. I don't get it. I know people want new. They love new. They want it to work. 
I'm, I'm going to be doubtful. And, and if they prove me wrong, I'll come back on here next year at the same time and say, look, I was wrong, but I think I'm going to be right on this. So the four teams in my order, and I feel like we may agree here. I think Steelers win the division. I think the Browns are number two as yes. they finish. They'll probably have a shot at a wild card. Ravens three, Bengals four. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hard Knocks starts tonight. We're going to talk to Petros about that when we come back off the break. But let's go to the L.A. crew. You guys are big Raiders fans. Danny, you live and die Raiders. You and I off-air have had battles as Broncos versus Raiders. We always will. How, one, excited are you to watch this? And two, what are you expecting from this? One to ten, I'm a 13. Yeah. This is like a Raider holiday today. All of us wearing our, well, we, we rotate. Dodger hat, Raider hat, Dodger hat, Raider hat. First of all, I've been a Hard Knocks fan from the beginning. And I think when you watch that show, by the way, I think that Lee Schreiber is the best narrator in the business. He's, he's great. For You're documentaries. Right. Yeah, he makes it just like those 24 sevens. So to watch him narrate other teams camps, I've always been jealous because I wanted to look behind the curtains at my favorite team. So now that it's happening, obviously the headliners are going to be Antonio Brown, Derek Carr. I think the rest of the country is finally going to get to see why Raider Nation argues so much over car and his still potential coming back from that injury a couple seasons ago Tyrell Williams is going to be huge because obviously Antonio Brown is going to get a lot of attention from defenses and Tyrell we stole him away from the Chargers I think he is going to have a tremendous season Josh Jacobs has a great story Mm -hmm. the new state-of-the-art stadium in Las Vegas is going to be a big storyline yeah but they're not playing there so they're they're not but you know they're going to go Allegiant Stadium it has a name now Danny well yesterday our friend JT the Brick was there at the ceremony they they put the uh the top beam in place they did they topped it off and they're on track to open <laughs> July 2020. This is a big deal, though, for Raider fans because going from what everybody calls a toilet bowl to all of a sudden one of the best stadiums in the country is a huge, huge deal, which is why I think the Raiders finally gave in to the, all those cameras and said, all right, we'll do hard knocks. A toilet well, they couldn't bowl. say no. That's, well, I know that's, that, very, except that's very... Two toilet bowls. I one in the Coliseum in Los Angeles as well. But what I mean, Jason, I, I think they sat back and they tried to find the positives in having the distractions and the cameras. Obviously, they want to promote that new stadium. They finally addressed their linebacking core. And, Jeff, you know that's been a big problem with the Raiders' defense over the past decade. Vontez Burfecht is entering his eighth season. I watched him mic'd up the other day at yeah. camp. He's taken on a leadership role because Oakland has quite a few youngsters on defense. People are calling them Clemson West. Yeah, that's um, definitely yes. who you want. That's definitely who you want leading your team. We're gonna see. You might have to suit up and rush the passer for them, though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think Clee Farrell's gonna do a big one things? pass rusher? Do you know who the tackles are in your in your division? I, I don't think Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher are worried about Clee Farrell right now. They might yeah. be one day, but. The Chiefs are still going to score 40 on you guys. Now, your offense might be able to score 37, but yeah, your defense is just so far behind still. Yeah. The improvement is the linebackers in the secondary. Now, Garyon Conley finally found his way last season, which helped the Raiders in their secondary, and obviously they drafted well getting Abrams in there. And, uh, and, and of course, LaMarcus Joyner was a huge pickup right. from you know getting him away from the Rams. So 
look, they're still a work in progress, a hard schedule coming up. They're, they travel more miles than any other NFL team by far. So it's going to be tough. Uh, an improvement for the Raiders, a good season would be 8-8. Eight and eight. And with that really Correct. tough schedule, if they can get to 8-8, eight and eight, that's going to set them up for a really great first season in Las Vegas. You see that one argument that was made about the Golden State Warriors when Durant got there, and now you're seeing it with Kyrie and Durant and yep. with Harden and Westbrook about how there's only one basketball? How many cameras and how many dudes are going to be clamoring for camera time for the Raiders, starting with their head football coach? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 